why is circumcision talked about so much in Scripture? It's in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament. Kind of a weird thing to talk about, isn't it? Well, we're going to talk about today in Romans chapter 4. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Junior. And I'm Brian. Yeah, finally got you in. Oh, my gosh. This is fun. This is this is the pinnacle of my career uh, today. I think I'm on tomorrow too, but this it's, it's, tomorrow will be worse than today. So yeah. this is the top for anyone listening. And I'm following denim yesterday, right? So yep. Yep. or a bunch of guys. So this is tough, but I'm gonna do my best, Junior. No, this is great. It's great to have you have you with. And we'll jump into Romans chapter four, verse yes. one. It says, I'll, I'll read first. It says Abraham was humanly speaking the founder of our Jewish nation. So he's going all the way back. What did he discover about being made right with God? If his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about. But that was not God's way. For the scriptures tell us Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his good works. No, because of his faith. He was counted righteous because of his faith. When people work, their wages are not a gift, but something they earned. When people are counted righteous, not because of their work, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. I love that whole idea. Yeah, it's the main thing that so many of our friends, at least here in Chicago, yeah, just have so confused. You have to earn it. They've been taught since they were a kid, you have to earn it, to weigh it out. Yeah. I have a lot of friends who they believe at the end it will be weighed, yeah. which knowing how bad of a person I am, there's just no way I'm going to lose that anyway, which is yeah. so sad. Yeah. It's just so clear here, man. This is yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. And if it's weighed and you actually win it out, which I don't think you could, but if it's weighed and you win it out, then you earned it. It's not a gift. Scripture yeah. calls it over and over a gift. It's a gift. Verse yeah. 6 says, David also spoke of this when he described the happiness of those who are declared righteous without working for it. And this is the words of David. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. And that goes back to what we just said, that there's no way. That's why you're so joyful as a believer, because there's no way. Like even if you think works get you there, what are you going to do? You can't help enough enough old ladies across the street for all the thoughts and things you say wrong and things you do wrong and all the sin every day. Yeah. There's just no, there's no way. So that's why I think we're so excited. Well, right? you can sometimes feel it. Like if you ever go into a different, I don't want to, I won't say any denomination names, but like even other religions and you walk into their temples, there's just like this heaviness feeling to it. I think because people are just, it, it's so heavy to feel like I got to earn my salvation. But yeah. when you walk into church, it's like, it should be bright and beautiful. Cause like, man, look what God has done. Yeah. You know, it should be this weight off our shoulders. That's the main thing I tell people when they ask about world religions and why you think Christianity is right, right? Yeah. It's because every other one is trying to work so hard. They do have that sort of depressed feeling. And you even say that. I remember when your dad visited India, he said, such a depressed feeling. Yeah. But the Hindus were so generous, but struggling to earn their way. The Muslims were difficult and and tough on us and your wife who was there. He's like, there's just this oppressed feeling on them. And because they don't have the joy of knowing salvation, they're trying to work so hard to earn it. And that pressure, I can't imagine living. Can you imagine living trying to think you had to earn your way? Like today. Awful. Terrifying. man in a marriage raising kids, like we screw up so much. It it would would sting. All right, verse 11, it says, or no, verse verse 9, sorry. Now, is this blessing only for Jews or is it also for uncircumcised Gentiles? Well, we have been saying that Abraham was counted as righteous by God because of his faith. But how did this happen? 
Was he counted as righteous only after he was circumcised or was it before he was circumcised? Clearly, God accepted Abraham before he was circumcised. Hmm. What's this, all this talk about circumcision? Dude, just gonna, look at the next paragraph. I yeah. Mean, you're gonna, it's all about circumcision. I'm just going to laugh at too. you. Just keep going. <laughs> And then Let me just explain real quick. <laughs> Let me, in a very, in a non-descriptive way, because we don't want this podcast to become ex- labeled explicit. Yeah, the one time I come on, I'm going to get <laughs> You're right, Let's talk about it. But with Abraham, Abraham had this had this um, this vow with God. I don't want to call it a, a deal, but it was like this this vow with God. And God said, "I want you to show that you are different by I'm going to cut you where I'm going to bless you." So He said, "I'm going to give you." Uh, I'm going to give you offspring as the stars, stars in the sky the or the sand on the beach. Yep. And I'm going to give you so many offspring, but to show it, I am going to cut you where that will come from. So it almost mm. doesn't make sense. Amazing. So for hundreds and hundreds of years, that was a sign of God's people is we are going right. to cut ourselves where God said the blessing will come from. So it's just like this physical, physical showing of this vow or this promise, the promise of sacrifice. Yeah, it was a huge sacrifice. Because we're babies, we're all the things. This is grown men. Yes, yes. And it it meant a lot to the Jewish faith because it goes all the way back to Abraham, but it was also, it was this sign of this is how God is blessing us. That's right. So verse 11, it says, circumcision was a sign that Abraham already had faith. I mean, he had to if he's going to go ahead and do this. That God had already accepted him and declared him to be righteous even before he was circumcised. So Abraham is the spiritual father of those who have faith but have not been circumcised. They are counted as righteous because of their faith. And Abraham is also the spiritual father of those who have been circumcised, but only if they have the same kind of faith Abraham Abraham had before he was circumcised. It's just awesome news, right? Because he's he's writing to Rome. And, and again, if there's, there's so much confusion then, I mean, if you're living in these times, you have to be so confused at yeah. this Jewish man who's died but it's for everyone. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And so he's just working and now so Jews hard. And Gentiles colliding. Yeah, he's working so hard to be like, no, I'm telling you, it's it's all different now. Yep. It's really cool. You want to take it? Verse 13. Yeah, clearly God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was n- based not on his obedience to God's law, but on a right relationship that with God that comes by faith. If God's promise is only for those who obey the law, then faith is not necessary. The promise is pointless. For the law always brings punishment on those who try to obey it. In parentheses, I have. The only way to avoid breaking the law is to have no law to break. Yeah, I love that too because um, as, as a kid, you kind of think, man, why all these rules in church? Yeah. And even as a parent, your kids are all these rules, all these rules. Yeah, without rules, it's, it's, so, it's out of control. Yeah, God's anarchy. rules are meant for our benefit, but they also bring them punishment if they're disobeyed. Yeah. So it's just a really cool part. So the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift, and we are all certain to receive it, whether or not we live according to the law of Moses, if we have faith like Abraham's. For Abraham is the father of all, he be- all who believe. That is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I've made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and creates new things out of nothing. But we see that all the time. Mm. Oh, yeah. All the time. And yeah. A lot of you listening you feel like that. Yep. You are nothing, and you're this new creation. Even or your was, marriage is nothing. It's oh. dead, and God can bring that to life. Your, your, your career, your, you know, your relationship with your kids. The prodigal kids who have left. Yeah. We have one in our church. She just came back, early 20s, and it's just yeah. like yeah. crying with her mom a couple weeks ago because it's yeah. the greatest thing to yep. see this girl. This is what God does. Yes. 
um, 18, even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing he would become the father of many nations. You know, we're talking about there, right, when he's waiting for his kid. All those years of not having a child. For God had said to him, here it is, that's how many descendants you will have. Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. And I would agree with him if I had been him. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded. This is the Bible. It was recorded for our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised to life to make us right with God. Yeah. Huge. I mean, this is the foundation of our faith. Yeah, it's a big chapter. In the end of verse 20, I almost stopped, but I wanted to get it finished. But um, he brought glory to God and his faith growing stronger when it was like really hard. Yeah. And we, have, we just have it so easy. And so whenever, I think as Americans, whenever we are in a hard time, I'm talking to myself, everybody listening, whenever you're in a hard time, like don't whine and complain and, and sit at home and even, even allow depression and loneliness to, and all those yeah. things to set in. Or feel grow like your, God is bad. Yeah, grow your yeah. faith yeah. Yep. while you wait. Yep. Grow your faith. Because look at, look at our dad, our Abraham father, and then, of course, our real father, and look at how their relationship was. Abraham stayed, he, he stayed focused on what God had said, and he wouldn't let it go even if it was hard. So, yeah, cool. That's great. What a great chapter. All right, well, Psalm chapter 4, 5, and 6 are the corresponding chapters for today, and you'll read that all on your own, but there is one verse I want to highlight, and part of the reason I want to highlight, Brian, is because you're here. And I, I love this. It says, be, this is uh, David writing. It says, um, because of your unfailing love, I can enter your house. I will worship at your temple with deepest awe. Hmm. You're a worship pastor, I mean, leader, one of my favorite worship leaders. And you can tell, you know, when, when you're leading worship, those who just enter into God's, there's, there's people who just have the joy of the Lord in them when they worship. Yeah, and it's really and interesting. It's contagious. Yeah, a lot of times it's our ushers. Yeah. So our ushers are some of the people who have their hands up the most. Yeah, interesting. And because they're like they're they're plugged in, they're wanting to serve. Most yeah. likely, they spent time with God during the week. Yep. They trusted God in the hard times, and when they show up Sunday, they can seat a person, talk to a random person who comes in, put them in a seat, turn around and raise their hand, and it's genuine. Yeah. And so yeah. I just have, there's so many people I look at it that never raise their hand, never engage, never sing, never. And I think, oh, yeah, you just haven't spent time with God all week. Yeah, they don't, we're like catching you up. Yeah. But people who walk in ready to go, yeah. it's because they've hung out with him. They're uh, reminded of the unfailing love that God has for him. Yeah. And when you're reminded of God's unfailing love, and that is on your mind and that is on your heart, you can't help but worship it. I love it. So good, man. Yep. Thanks for having me. All right. Hey, great to be with you today. Make it a good day today, and we will see you tomorrow.